on the screen oh cool hello <laughs> hey <laughs> it's us it's us we're here this yep. is the unknown subject criminal minds podcast i'm kelly mcmasters parsons and to my left is <laughs> kelsey paul <laughs> that's how we sit i sit on the right she sits on the left that doesn't make sense though because okay never mind why wouldn't it make sense? I don't know. I was thinking about it in the context of a book and that you read a book left or right. I don't know why. It didn't really make a difference. Anyway, okay. uh, we're here to watch another episode of Criminal Minds. We are at season two, episode eight, Empty Planet. Empty Planet. Just like my mind is empty about what this episode is about. Yeah. I got nothing. I got nothing. The, uh, yeah. So it's, mm, I don't know. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't remember if when we were binge watching it if we watched this right after we watched north mammon oh, maybe you just and so maybe out. that's why i don't remember it maybe because my mind was so full-on black full mammon out um we really hope that you enjoyed last week's episode oh, goodness because we certainly enjoyed recording it um i think that kelly probably has emotionally bounced back from that experience yeah i'm feeling okay okay <laughs> I'm good. So we're going to push right ahead and keep we are. going. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say at the top of this. Um, Do you? I will say this is our last episode before the holidays. Oh, right. Um, so we will, as we said before, be on a little mini hiatus, mini, mini holiday break. You won't even notice. You won't even notice. We'll be gone for a couple weeks and yep. then we'll be back at you with season two, episode nine. Yes. Before you know it. Yep. We hope you enjoy your holidays and have a happy, safe new year. Mm-hmm. Don't be irresponsible. Don't be irresponsible. Or do. Do whatever you want. If you are, <laughs> if you get loose, if you, make sure you know how you're getting home. If you get loose. I don't want to say drunk. Like, you could do drugs, too. Oh. <laughs> you're being inclusive in your warning. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. If we don't leave the house to on If you abuse the... What? Booze. Eh. You guys are really leaving the house this year for New Year's. You're going across <laughs> the ocean. Not just for New Not Year's. Not just for that, but you're like. Yeah. We've started kind of making our plan of attack for what we're doing in each city. Yeah. And I feel as though we don't have nearly enough time in either city to see nearly all of the like touristy spots well that usually is what happens when you go on vacation anywhere it's like we're gonna do all of this stuff like we have so much time and then slowly but surely all yeah, your time gets no. eaten up and then at the end of it you're like a that was a blur i don't remember any of it yeah and b there's still so much stuff that i didn't get to see and i'm yeah. just now i have to come back yep <laughs> yep so we're checking i think we're checking off like the biggest of the bigs like yeah. we're gonna see the eiffel tower we're gonna see I really want to go to the Louvre. Although, did you see recently that the museum workers at the Louvre are on strike? Um, I didn't see it, but you told me about I it. I did, because I'm concerned. Yeah, well, sure. <laughs> so if you're listening to this and you're <laughs> working for the Louvre. We don't have any listeners in France. Um, I'm not a scab, but. <laughs> she is a museum professional, though. <laughs> I, I would love to see the Mona Lisa. <laughs> Um, you want to stand at the back of a crowd, a bunch of people taking pictures of the Mona Lisa well, on their iPads? 
if I don't, I'll just, be like, I never had that experience, you know? Okay. I saw the Sistine Chapel, and that's a similar experience, except instead of, like, looking at one tiny little thing, you just look up. So yeah. you're not, your view's not really impeded, right. but there's the same number of people. Just, like, people just, like, milling just, like, about. Meh, 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 meh. Yeah. And yeah. I still enjoyed it, I think. It was you ten, think? <laughs> it was 10 years ago. I don't remember. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah, but we're seeing that. We're going to go to Buckingham Palace. We decided yes. Tower of London. Yes. I'm going to do the London Eye. Nice. So. Fun. British Museum. That's fun. I'm not going to do anything cool like that on my winter break, but it's okay. Yeah. I'm all right with it, honestly. Yeah. We won't leave the house on New Year's Eve. It's going to be incredible. I'm a little nervous still. We've already got our list of like the 10 different types of dip we're going to make. Yeah. I'm trying to get Kelsey and Steven to throw a dip party. For the Super Bowl. Well, right? I suggested that you throw a Super Bowl party, and then I also suggested you throw a dip party. You've yeah. taken it Steven's to main... be a dip Super Bowl party. Well, they lend themselves to they each do. other. They absolutely do. Steven's main concern is where everyone will sit. <laughs> He's very interested in that. And I was like, we have t- chairs from the table you can pull over. Yeah. No, People can sit fine. on the floor. Yeah. It's also not people gonna be will that big of a party. There's gonna be like six. Sit on the floor. There's gonna be like six people there. And hanging with Sadie. Yeah, she's definitely on the floor. That's for sure. Yeah. Me anyway. And Sadie. Um, hey, do you want to tell them what I got you for Christmas? Cheese powder <laughs> from Costco. It's a literal bottle of like that cheese powder that comes in the packet of Kraft macaroni and cheese. Yeah, it is. And I've never been more excited to go home and make macaroni and cheese. <laughs> or put it on anything. We put it on broccoli oh, the other day. Oh, trust me. We're going to get creative with it. Yes. But I'm very excited because one of the things I have to do when I go home is make my lunch for tomorrow. And you can bet your ass there's going to be some <laughs> cheese powder involved. I can't wait to see what it ends up being. It's probably just going to end up being noodles with cheese powder. Well, okay. And butter and milk, of course. Mm-hmm. Because that's how you make Kraft macaroni and cheese, for those of you who are not aware. Which I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know think, those people existed. Yeah, but. we learned the same person we think would kill us off from our workplace. She insists that she wouldn't, but I just... I just don't know. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I feel like putting that's that what situation. someone who would do it would say. <laughs> right. <laughs> Plausible deniability until it actually happens. Yeah. And then it's like, well, I had to. Yeah. I would have. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Let's do this. Yeah. Anyway. I'm season- ready to find out what the hell this episode is about. Season two, episode eight, Empty Planet. Empty Planet. I'm going to push play in three, two, one. We open on a desk. Someone's Someone, building a bomb. Pipe bomb. Um, and he's on the phone and he, it's a man that says there's going to be an explosion this morning. I think he's probably calling 911 maybe. Oh, maybe. He's telling them that it's going to happen. And they're like, did you say a bomb, sir? And he says, yes, on a bus. On a in the bus. city where it all began. Oh, he put it inside an umbrella. Ooh, tricky, tricky. So that... And he's trying to get a message out. He says, make sure my message gets out. And whoever he's talking to is like, what message? People will die. Yep. I kind of remember this. So me too, a little bit. So he's getting on a bus. He's got black gloves on, his umbrella with his bomb in it. He's wearing a black suit. We haven't seen his face. He's a younger guy, though. Younger, for sure. A little five o'clock shadow. Yep. White. White. As they all are. Mm-hmm. Um. So the bus is driving away, and now JJ is wearing a fabulous red sweater. It's so festive. Fa la 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 la. Fa la 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 la. Ja 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 ja. 
That's J for JJ. She is like on a mission though. Everyone was saying hi to her and she like wasn't acknowledging them. Oh and yeah. She says, She's got the bomb threat. Yeah. She just walked into Hotch's office and he was on the phone and she was like, Homeland Security says there's a bomb threat and they need a threat assessment team. This isn't the one with the hospital, is it? Well, I don't know. That's later on, right? I don't know what you're talking about. Guys, I don't know. Anyway, they're listening to the recording of the phone call. Um, and they're all just staring and listening. No, that's the train episode. Cassie thought this was the episode um, with the train from season one. N- derailed? What a no. noob. <laughs> um, so apparently that message was sent multiple places. Not exactly the same, but very similar. Um, oh, Reed's Reed, got his beautiful glasses and does. a lovely sweater. He does. He looks so cozy. Yep. He does look cozy. They all kind of look cozy, I guess. Nothing's um, more cozy than Virginia in what I might assume is October. No, no we're in November. Because, yeah, because we already had our Halloween episode. Boogeyman was Halloween. Yep. Yeah. Um. So Garcia's got a wiener dog brooch. Yeah, she does. <laughs> um. We're ruling out Al Qaeda. Yeah, because they don't call and like give warnings. Um, they're basically trying to, they're talking about all of the possibilities of like, okay, are there multiple bombs? Is there just one or the rest of the phone calls a fake out? Like what's going on? Um, and Reed points out that he says this is only the beginning and he's fairly asking the beginning of what? Yeah. What is it? Yep. Um, and he's pointing out that he has to make good on at least one of these bombs because if he calls and then nothing happens, then no one's going to take any other calls seriously. Right. Um, Garcia also said they're not going to have the media announce this. Or she asked why they're not going to have the media announce it. And JJ said it would cause mass panic because it doesn't have a targeted location. Right. Aside from the city that it's in, which is Seattle. Seattle. The coffee capital of the world. <laughs> Probably not. So we're like maybe. zooming in on the bus now. <laughs> we're and on there the bus. He is. There's our brunette man. With his gloves. Pinstripe suit. Yep. Everybody's just We're seeing on all the, bus. the people on the bus. I was a bus person. <laughs> okay. I rode the bus for a while. All right. So he's tucking his umbrella under the seat in front of him and standing up. He's getting up. He's going to pull the little he pulls thingy. The thing. I loved pulling the thing when yeah, I was a bus person. Yeah, that's a lot person. of fun. Stop calling yourself a bus person. <laughs> well, there's bus people and there's not bus people, you know? I guess. Mass transit riders. And, you know, I could name one person who I don't think is a bus person. Me? No. Oh molly yep yeah <laughs> all right so he's gotten off the bus he has a remote control and he and pushes the button and the bus blows up. blows up and crashes into a car oh no and then he just drops the remote control and walks away it looks like a garage opener it does and now everybody's running up like oh my god and smoke is just like billowing out of the bus wow it it's doesn't really... so bold to do that because don't you think cctv is gonna catch you yeah, but also, like, it's interesting, I feel like, that he doesn't stick around to watch it. Right. Because, like, a lot of that arson and bombing, like, they get off on the chaos that ensues. And right. rather than standing there and watch everybody freak out, he just walks away. Right. So something's, so something's he's not going a, on there. He's not a... Uh, I appreciate that we... Bomber? Man, we heart? believe that we are, like, amateur BAU uh, Yeah, analysts. if anyone is, it's us. <laughs> if anyone is, it's us. <laughs> No one else even qualifies. All right. So we're opening up on the crime scene. The bus is still there. The cops have pulled up. And here comes the team in their nondescript black car. 
Um, so he said in his phone call that the first bomb was going to go off where it all began. So Seattle is where it all began, but they don't know what it is. Yeah. So they have to find the significance of Seattle to the unsub. Yeah. Um, we are feeling meeting our local field office agent. He said his name, but I missed it. I, I, I heard Casey? it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it was a small th- pipe bomb attached to an umbrella. And I forgot again that Morgan right. was a bomb tech, so he right. wants to see all the pieces. Right. 25 kill. Wait, no. Explosion killed two, injured seven, and it only killed two people. So that's interesting. It must have killed, like, the people that just were sitting like, on the right seat. Like, right next to like it. Like that guy in the yeah, ugly he just jacket. Yeah, he said the two people closest to the bomb are the ones that died. Oh. Um, because he put it. It's bad. It must have been the people who mm. he put it under their seat. She, the, a lady found it under her seat and took it up to the front. Oh, okay. So, cause he had probably, he had placed it in the middle. So it probably would have done more damage if it had been in the middle of the bus rather than the front. Although based on how they exploded the bus, it looked like it was in the middle. It did. But, you Um, know, consistency. Yep. So they're. They found the remote detonator. Yep. And Derek says you remote. And they said, yeah, it's a limited frequency remote, like a garage door opener. And Morgan says, like Kelly pointed out, that that's awfully risky. It is. And so Gideon has boarded the bus. Blood. Blood on the windshield. Not everywhere. No. But there's some. It's not as destroyed as you would expect it to be or a bomb going off. So he's, you know. Yeah, it's still very much intact. Like It's still the whole bus. Like the the seats are exactly where they're supposed to be. Like the windows Windows are not not broken. It's, yeah, it's very odd. It's as if. Only the driver hit the front window. Like, probably when he, like, from the force of the, like, bomb, like, his head went forward. Right. Um, so, Hotch is asking the question that we pointed out, which is that, like, he probably needed to be close enough to turn it on. Right. Because the garage door opener wouldn't work from far away. Um, so someone would have probably seen him standing there. So we gotta have a press conference. Yeah. Um, and he says it has to be, they need to get the unsub to reach out to them. Mm-hmm. So JJ's up in front. She's put on a great blazer over her red sweater. So yes, she has. a lot of layers. Well, it's Seattle in November. It's sunny, though. Well, the sun can shine on the cold. I didn't say that it doesn't. I just, I feel like most when you see Seattle, you think about it being rainy. Oh, that's think true. Think about Orange Lady in her orange car. That was also in Seattle. Oh. It was rainy as hell. All right, so we're on the unsub, and he, He's, like, got he up out of a chair it. really fast. Yeah, he watched her press conference. Which we know he cares about public opinion since he tried to get the media. To know about it ahead of time. Right. But JJ is still worrying that he's not going to call. And Hosh basically was like, oh, he'll call. <laughs> so <laughs> Reed right. and Morgan are looking at the bomb pieces. Yeah. Reed's got green latex gloves on. He does. Where do you think? Why do you think his are different? Maybe they're kid-sized. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and here comes a pretty little bomb tech. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's pretty. <laughs> Her name's Cassandra. Oh. <laughs> and she has reconstructed the pipe bomb. Kind of looks like a paper mache project it you does. would make in school. Um, and so Hotch is like, tell me everything that you, he, he used, used dry peas. peas as shrapnel. 
So he chose something that wouldn't do a lot of damage. Yeah, so he's trying to minimize his kill. And there's a picture on it. And there's a it. picture on the end of the pipe bomb. It's, it's a, a robot. It's a robot with an arrow through it. Hmm. How? That does not look like it. I wouldn't think that's a robot. I wouldn't either. It looks like a cross. Like I a really think it just looks cross. like a poorly drawn rectangle. <laughs> Okay, so he's anti-technology. And I guess the buses in Seattle are automated. So they think that... That was... I don't know. I, that what seems like a automated? leap to me. He says they automated their arrival and departure times. She uh-huh. goes, yeah, we automated last year. And, and Morgan and they goes, take cards. he's anti-technology. <laughs> so uh, he's called Garcia. and Garcia's he's, pulling up lists. Lists of just people who are anti-technology, apparently. Groups, I guess, maybe, who are anti-technology. Yeah. My loony opposites, she calls them. Yep. Because she loves technology. She loves it. She lives for those snort logs. Uh, What'd you call them? Snort logs. <laughs> I thought you said smart logs. No. Snort. Mm. <laughs> snort. <laughs> snort. Um, All right. Yeah, so she's so just talking about... So she's talking about the computers rising yeah. up against the humans? And she'd be like, oh man, I'd be screwed because I'm surrounded in here. And now they're just flirting back and forth. All right, so she found a guy who was smashing computers? Yeah, he just straight up took a crowbar to a computer, like office space style. Yeah. Um, And she says that there are a couple of articles about an internet cafe. Remember those? Getting attacked. (laughs) You remember those? (laughs) Now everywhere is the internet cafe. Yeah. Um, And there was a similar uh, symbol. See, okay, that drawing looks looks like a robot. robot. They drew the details. The bomb did not have the details drawn. Nope. It didn't. It was a rectangle with arms. That is definitely... That even that, I would say, (laughs) robot is a leap. I would... But I. Mm. But it's like, am I recognizing that as a robot? Because I know that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, you're being primed to to see robot. Yeah, it certainly does not look like a robot. Um, So... Seattle has the most cutting-edge technology in the world. It's the birthplace of technology, a.k.a. where it all began. What happened to Silicon Valley? Did Good it exist then? Point. Yeah. Yes. That was like the 80s, I feel like, when Silicon Valley was like first. Yeah. Um, so Steve Jobs was still alive at this point. Yeah. So Hotch is giving a profile to everybody in Seattle. Um, and so Morgan is saying because he's building his bombs in a way that they don't inflict too much damage it's probably more about fear than it is actually killing people yeah um and they're talking about all the different types of bombers personal cause bombers revenge bombers differences between these kind of bombers and terrorists i feel like we went through this when we we had another bomb episode clerman yeah clerman yeah we're seeing some old other bombers that they're That's giving the us. That's the Unabomber. Yep. Um, um, blah, blah, blah. You know? Blah. Yeah. Blah, blah. Blah, blah. So we're talking about the psychology of people who bomb. Yeah. Look at that Unabomber. He just Look. gets crazier and crazier looking. He did. I will say now, guys, I am a believer in the theory that the Unabomber is the Zodiac. <laughs> Oh, okay. Like a mild believer. I think it's one of the most plausible ones at this point. Yep. Um, so like all bombers, they're saying that this bomber is most likely male. He lives alone. He's angry. He's distant. He's prone Classic. to sudden violent rage. And um, people will not be surprised to find out it was him. Yeah. 
It's not like a, a different kind of serial killer who they're like, oh my gosh, Gary from down the street? <laughs> not Gary. <laughs> He's always at the block party. <laughs> he brings the potato salad. I was just going to say he always brings something to the potluck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Agent Gideon just got a call on the tip line. Ooh. So let's see if it's our unsub. All right. So everybody's going go into the conference call. <laughs> back when conference calls were weird um, and so it's, it appears that it could be the unsub and he says like, why did you say that nobody took responsibility? Because we called them. We all called the networks. You. Um, and he says the networks are incompetent. If you need said- to get your message out and you have a demand, then I'm a much better person to do that for you. And he's trying to ask We're him what his F-F-T name is. FFT brigade. I thought it was FTT brigade. I think it said FFT. Uh huh. FFT. Okay. Fight fucking technology. <laughs> I don't think that's what it is. <laughs> um, oh, he, also he goes by Allegro. He says, you can call me Allegro. He's like, this is not Allegro's about individuals. Window? We are a group with a message. And it says if the message will not get, um, if the networks won't get our message out, then it is up to you. Um, and Gideon says, you can call this number whenever. And he says, I will never need to call again. And he says, you can. Something well, about arriving. Something about when Gideon arrives. Pushes a button. Boom. Gas station blows up. What's that? Allegro? 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 Hello, Allegro? So he blew up a gas station. But it's middle of the night, so I don't think anybody's in there. Middle of the night, middle of nowhere. Definitely not the most advanced gas station I've ever seen. No, it looks a little defunct, I would say. It does. I don't know what we're doing here. Nope. So the team has has arrived at the crime scene. Gideon's staring Mm -hmm. as he does. We're panning around him as Mm -hmm, he stares. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there's not a lot of people milling about, despite the fact that an explosion just went off. Right. Well, that does look like an apartment building. I was going to say this looks more like a business district, but. Yeah. Um, All right. We're smelling something. Yeah. So. Same explosive. But Uh-oh, more of it. timer's it going off. Um, and it says that the gas station closed 15 minutes before the explosion. So there were no casualties. Um, so he he increased the size of the explosion, but still managed to not have a lot of damage to like human life. Right. His message would be there when they arrive. So Gideon is looking for the message. So he's looking around, staring like a starer does. Oh, it's a tax service place. Across the street. So he's looking at that. Doesn't really see anything interesting. Um, Oh, oh. there's more FFT people. Yeah, so they had spray painted the robot symbol on the floor. And then there's a box in the middle of it. It's a book. It's me manifesto. (laughs) And it literally says manifesto on uh-huh. the front of it. <laughs> All right. Now, now that, that looks, looks like, like a robot. robot. Yeah. They clearly had a stencil. Yes. They spray painted with a stencil. <laughs> yes, they did. Um, okay. So there's the manifesto says that as long as his demands are not met, he will continue to explode bigger bombs. He calls himself a Legro. Mm-hmm. And it's a book, says Reed. Well, of course it is. Of course. And of course, Reed has read it. A novel. I read it as a kid. And empty, empty Planet. Minutians. Um, it's about robots taking over the world. Uh-huh. It sounds a little uh, dystopian. Ray Bradbury. Mm. Yeah. Um, so and a 12-year-old boy named Allegro, Allegro. And he... He's fighting the robots. Yes. 
Interesting. So they know the name of the author, obviously. So they're going to reach out to that person to be like, hey, do you have any like crazy fans? Yeah. Um. So okay, we're talking about, about some sort of some prof- scientist, professor. Or professor that he, oh, he may have been on the bus. Um, and said. he focuses on uh, AI and like artificial life and things like that. Yeah, he was. He was on the bus. That's a beautiful rendition. Oh, and bus. he was sitting in the seat where the umbrella was placed. Ah, uh, so he was supposed to be. He killed. might have been the target. There he is in his ugly jacket. We saw him. <laughs> he was sitting right behind him. He looks. Like a crazy person. He does. He looks like such a like. He's wearing a corduroy artsy, jacket. Artsy fartsy professor. It's like a horrible burnt orange color. He has a terrible printed shirt like open halfway down. Yeah. He looks like the kind of professor that invites all his students to his house. Yeah. For to, like, like Merlot stuff. and finger sandwiches. And like to like ask like weird existential questions that there are no answer to. Right. Um, so he says that his work is about creating artificial life and he doesn't believe that it presents an ethical dilemma at all. Um, and so now and Reed is telling him about the unsub planet. and how the unsub is like obsessed with this book and he's obsessed with like anti-technology and bad jacket says he's friends with the author. Mm-hmm. So there's connections just flying all over the place. Ah, the author, the name is a pseudonym. Mm hmm. Um, oh, Giddy, or she just called uh, Morgan a cute little chauvinist because <laughs> he thought that the author was a man, but it's a woman, and she is a professor at the school where those first bomb floppy disk bombs were set off, and the computer, uh, the internet cafe was attacked. Watch out for a floppy disk bomb. <laughs> so it's all coming back around. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So the woman who wrote Empty Planet is a literature professor, a postmodern lit. Um. And the crazy scientist I'm guy. I'm a postmodern lit fan. That w- that's like my favorite thing. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, crazy scientist guy gives a guest lecture in her uh, class every semester, he says. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so he doesn't seem to really buy that the unsub is like doing this because of him or because of his friend, the author. Like, he's right. just like, this is ridiculous. Like coincidences seem to be the form for some of our greatest irrationalities okay and (laughs) reed just tried to explain that to gideon he's like yeah i got it thanks yeah um so now we need to find dr cook yep wait no he's dr cook we need to find dr kent yes a government goon squad yeah, he's he's refusing protection oh. basically because they're like, we think that you were like a target. Like, do you want us? He's to gonna blow you? up next. And he's like, no, I don't want a government goon squad protecting me. He's really acting. I don't know, like a crazy person. He's just acting like a lot of these people act in this show when they're told that their life is in danger. They're just like, no, I'm fine. Floppy disk bombs. They just brought them up again. Yeah, and I really cannot get my head around it. So Reed wants to go to a bookstore and get a copy of the book because he says he hasn't read it since he was six. (laughs) And Morgan says that he was still writing a big wheel at six. And Reed was just like, yeah, okay. I was doing a lot of more important stuff when I was six. Bleep my blow, Dorgan. Bleep my blow. All right. Okay. So. We are. In a parking lot. Seeing a car. Um, It's It's the crazy scientist. Crazy scientist. 
and he's he's get, turning, turning his, his car, car off. off. That, he doesn't I look like think it's oh, there. Yes, and this is it. the car blows. Yes, up yes. With him, this in is it. the episode I thought it was. Yes, I still don't remember this. <laughs> the bombs under the seat, and when he sits down, it activates. It like pushes something in, so yeah. that when he stands up, it blows up. Yeah, it's like a pressure trigger. Yeah, yeah. And they he they start doing that to other cars. Okay. And there's oh, there's a very dramatic. Scene I remember that. Later. Okay, so they just call it a compression detonator. Wow, Kelsey, And so they're looking at it, and they're like, yep, he released the pressure when he got up, and it went off. Um, yada, yada. And Hotch is pointing out that he's now, he achieved, in this situation, he achieved exactly what he wanted to because nothing went awry. Like, nothing right. moved. Right, like, you can't. Yeah, like, this, you can't mess it up, really. Yeah. Um. And so they're also pointing out that the the bomb had to have been set while the scientist was at the FBI talking to them. Or else it would have gone off before he went in there. Right. All right. So we're calling Gideon, who is sitting in a car. (laughs) Ah, it's Allegro. It's Allegro. And he's like, um, and he's like, oh, I'm glad that Dr. Cook wasn't hurt. And Gideon's like, he wasn't hurt. He was murdered. And now... We're sort of going into this guy's delusion and trying yep. to tell him he's living in a novel and none yep. of this is it, like. But he's saying that he wants his manifest manifesto Mi spread. Me manifesto. Um, he wants it like put out to like the New York Times and like all these big newspapers. And he says there's much, much more to come. He's going to visit an old acquaintance. He's at a library. And there's Reed with his copy of Empty Planet. Um, so now Hotch is calling and he says a suspicious package was found. So they're on their way there. Um, and Gideon says that the unsub told him that they're going to be busy. Well, so Reed's he's like, All just right, leaving we- bombs everywhere. Yep. Um, and so Reed was like, are we going to go to where they just found this pipe bomb? And he's like, no, we're going to go talk to Dr. Kent. And there so she, here she is. is in a flowy sweater. What an English professor. Yes. Cardigans. Collared shirts. The color green. <laughs> she looks like a knockoff Sigourney Weaver. She does kind of look like Sigourney Weaver. Like a lot. It's the um, eyes. Could be your sister. And so they're like, listen, it sounds like your book has, like, really upset somebody and has become a major part of somebody's delusion. And she's like, I don't see how. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you write about robot war. Um, that cardigan is out of control. <laughs> it reminds me of my black cardigan that I bought and thought would be regular length and then it was extra long. Yeah. And so he <laughs> said, Gideon says, sorry, I was really reading. And yeah, Kelsey's really happening. over my nonsense. So... Gideon's trying to explain to her that, like, he, the unsub sees her, the cause in her book is, like, a cause that he is going to pick up. And so he is killing right. people in the name of that cause. And she's just killing like, I don't get it. Of. Yeah. And she's like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, this doesn't make any sense. And, and he's like, do you know Dr. Cook? And she's like, yeah, totally. He was murdered <laughs> an dead. hour ago. Womp womp, Sigourney And Weaver. she's like, <gasps> No. no. And she like sits down real slow. Oh, shouldn't sit down. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You never should sit down in a bombing episode. All right. So they pulled the pipe bomb out of the bank. bank? It looks like a bank. And so um, they say it's a small charge. Yep. And, and it's definitely the same. It's probably got the robot thing. Yep. 
So Agent right. Casey just answered the phone and he says, we'll get there ASAP. And they said, there's another bomb at the post office. And the this is like, let's go. This is a, a goose chase. <gasps> okay, so, so she's wearing a necklace that's got the robot on it. And yep. she says, oh, this old thing. She said, something, someone, someone, a brilliant man, man gave me a long time ago before he died. And it's actually part of the inspiration for Empty Planet. Oh, who was that brilliant man? Um, and the His person's name, was, name James. was James, and he was an early alarmist about letting technology take over our lives. Well, he would hate to see where we've gone, because <laughs> we've really gone yeah. a lot farther since 2006. <laughs> yeah. The robot on my wrist is tells me when to stand up. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so they're showing her pictures of the pipe bombs with the little robot on the end. Um, and they're saying that the bomber wants his manifesto, manifesto published. Manifesto. manifesto. Um, and he wants lots of people to read it. <laughs> As one does. As one does. So Gideon had asked her if she wears it while she teaches. Mm. And she said yes. So it could be one of her so students. So someone could be seeing it. Right. Yep. Um. Um. And she's like, no, like, why would any of my, my, my students are like academic kids. Like, why would they be like that? And right. Why would they hate technology? Right. And Reed was like, honestly, like people who have scientific backgrounds sometimes are the most critical of this type of thing. Right. Um, and Morgan's pissed. So we're at the fourth (laughs) location in the last 30 minutes, 50 minutes. Yep. I mean, he's clearly like. They're very specific places also. Like, it's like a library, government buildings. Nothing involving technology. A post office. Municipal buildings. The purpose is to distract you. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Where is the real like, he's doing a good job. (laughs) Because they're all small charges at these, like, not really consequential places. Yep. So I guess they gave the manifesto to Dr. Kent and she's reading it. And Morgan's like, I hope she reads it as fast as Reed does. Gideon hangs Meanwhile, up the phone and says, no one reads as fast as Reed. And Reed is like, just reading so fast, Empty Planet. Because, you know, Did he you hasn't know, read it since he was six. You can't actually read that fast. I believe that. Because, like. Speed reading's not a thing. Yeah. Because it won't, like, imprint in your brain. Yeah. You can't comprehend it. All right. <clears throat> Um, so she says that she has two, um, people who speak in her class every semester. Dr. Cook was one of them and Dr. Brazier is another. Um, and the other doctor teaches at a different school or somewhere else across town. town. So we got to go find that professor. Right. Yes. This is exactly who I thought it was. Okay. I remember this. So she also has a fabulous scarf on. She's not wearing a scarf. It's like a scarf shawl thing. Oh, yeah. She's um, wearing a lovely shade of orange. Yeah. So she's on the phone and she's like, oh, save me a seat. Like, I'm on my way. Don't sit down. Don't sit down. Don't and sit they're down. running. She's in a parking garage. How'd like, they the get very there top. so fast? Who knows? They, How do maybe, they ever get anywhere so <gasps> she fast? She sat. She sat. She's in her car. She sat down. They're running up to the top and they're like, Shelly, Shelly, Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh no she's in she's turning her car, her car in gear. on she's driving there she on. goes and morgan Morgan's is like, like running up ah! and he's like, stop, stop 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 the car stop ma'am. the car stop the car she stops and he says listen to me don't do not touch, touch the, ignition. the ignition put the car in park don't touch the ignition and don't get up <laughs> she's driving a lexus she is and so he shows her he shows her, her his credentials. She's like, uh, hell yeah, I'm Dr. Brazier. Like, and she's like, girl, let me call you back. <laughs> I have a situation. 
And he's like, I need you to sit as pos- still as you possibly can. Please. please. And, and then he, like, like goes right? down under her legs. Yeah. Which is a little. Mm-hmm. And he's like, damn it. Yep. So clearly there's a bomb under that seat. And he's like, all right. <laughs> Listen carefully. You got to sit as still as you possibly can. And she's like, why? <laughs> he's like, there's a bomb under and your she's seat, like, girl. Oh, no. <laughs> she. <laughs> her face <laughs> you know that actress was like how would i act if there was a yeah, bomb if someone under my told seat? me i just sat on and a apparently bomb. it was just sit their mouth open <laughs> just and now she's crying and he's like all right oh and now she's reciting she's scripture i think she's praying and he's, he's holding, holding her, her hand. hand i mean listen morgan holding my hand would really calm me down or would it actually it would my fire heart? me up say, yeah. my heart racing more <laughs> And she's crying and she's praying and they're just kind of all standing there just like, well, what the fuck are we going to do? So bomb lady says she thinks it's probably pretty simple because every other bomb has been pretty simple. Yep. And so she just needs to depress the she latch just, yeah. and she thinks it should be fine. And they're like, should be fine. Um, and she says, if there's mercury, we've got problems. But this guy hasn't used mercury yet. Okay. But he has, I mean, with each one, he's kind of upped the ante. So right. we don't know. Um, no dried peas. No dried peas in this one. <laughs> um, so Reed and Gideon are still with Dr. Kent. Um, and Reed asked if they should go. And Gideon said they'd just be in the way. And they said Morgan hasn't changed his mind. So he's just going to sit with her. Yep. And Hotch is like, you should back away. And he's not doing that. He's going to stay with her. Ugh, what a hero. He this is, is not the first. This is not the last time that he will do something like this, though. Is like, it this- the first? Kind of. Like I can't. Someone. Think- I feel like someone else has done something equally as stupid. Mm. Reed taking off his like oh, Kevlar his vest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all. They all have they their do hero those moments periodically. Yeah. He does this a lot, though. Like this will become like a major part of his personality. He's got an I invincibility like. complex. Yep. Um. So he tells the bomb tech to go ahead. And do what she needs to do. And she's like, all right, let's do this. And, like, she's wearing a lot of protective gear. <laughs> Nobody <Yeah, why>? else is. <laughs> Don't they, in situations like this, sometimes cover these people? Right. Like, give them, yeah. Like, put vests on them. So, Dr. Kent finished reading the manifesto. And she's like, other than the parts of it that are plagiarized from my book, I don't recognize anything. And they sigh. <laughs> and they sigh. Um, Gideon is like, hey, one of my favorite human beings is about to blow up, maybe. So you could be a little more helpful. And she's like, I'll look through it again. Sorry. He's like, thank you. And All right. Morgan's just like, we're going to be fine, girl. We got this. And she's crying. She's crying, but her lipstick looks amazing. <laughs> All right. We've put in a tiny mirror. Yep. So cops are hiding behind a car. Cassie, the bomb tech, is checking things out from the back seat, and she's gonna put this like plate thing in to depress the latch back down, or down further, I guess. Um, and Doctor Brazier is just still praying. She's still doing her thing, and, and we're the- watching a close up on the bomb here. Is she going to remove it? Yeah. So she's pressing the latch down while also pulling it out of the car at the same time. So she's got she's it. She's got it's it. out of the car. She's done it. Way to go, Cassie. 
I would like to argue that Cassie is the true hero in this Cassie situation. Cassie is the true hero. Morgan just sat there. Now Morgan. he's doing important things by helping this woman With emotionally. With extreme bravery. And now she's just hugging him and I'd be like, girl. Yeah, yes. she's like, I've looked at you for so long. Let me put my arms around you. Yep. And so Gideon just got off the phone with Hotch and he says, okay, now blow the car up. Because they want the they want sub to think that he was successful. Yes. Um, so they're like, neighbors, he says that neighbors will hear everything and like it'll spread through the city and they'll be like, oh my gosh, something happened. How and terrible. the professor says, you have a complicated life. And he says, it's a complicated world. She says, she's sorry she can't be more help. I remember what happens next. I don't. Nothing about this is sticking in my mind other than that thing with the car. And Reed tells her, without the pressure of us looking at you, maybe something will trigger in your mind and remind you. And he says, think about the men. Um, Probably with tempers. Yep. You know this exact kind of guy in your college class yep. who was, like, always a little gross and was always, like, meh, 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 Like, meh, thinks meh. he's the smartest dude in the room. Right. They're like, well, actually, this book is about yep. anti-capitalism. Well, actually, isn't that just mm-hmm. always the phrase? All right. Um, and she says that she'll be working in her office for most of the night, so don't hesitate to call. I feel like that's foreshadowing. Yeah. So they shake her hands and off they go. Cause she's she, taken off her fabulous cardigan. She has. It's suddenly nighttime. It wasn't nighttime a little like. Well, maybe few she ago. said she was going to be working there most of the night, so maybe she. This just, is a like, fast forward. Yeah. All right. She's looking at the manifesto. The manifesto. And she's she, she and she has phone. an epi- she has a Gideon style epiphany. She picks up the phone and she says, "Melissa, I need you to pull the file and thesis paper." For a student from last year. So she, clearly she's thought of somebody. His name is Kenneth, Kenneth Roberts. Roberts. Kenny Bobby. Kenny Bobby. A firsty firsty. Same. Oh, Kelsey Paul. <laughs> All right. So, she's, so now she's just staring at her own book. <laughs> just giving it the old once over. And she throws it in, throws the, garbage. It in the trash. Clearly, she's feeling a little guilt for inspiring all of this mayhem. She is. She got her buddy died. Also, the title of guilt. that, um, the font that the title of that book is in is so stereotypical, like, technology. Yeah, font. like, meep, meep, meep. Yep. That's the sound it would make if it could make a sound while yep, it was being absolutely. typed. Absolutely. Um, so, Reed is doing what Reed does, which is, like, break apart the book, basically, with the plot. Um, and at the end, the character Allegro kills his birth mom. Ah, because he finds out he's adopted, and he kills her mm-hmm. for a, some sort of robot reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, something about being a robot. Um, and yeah, they say, great oh, or good. It I don't sounds know. like a Greek cha- tragedy. Um, and he Reed says like, oh yeah, well in the book, like his mom is actually like incredibly proud of him that he like does the right thing or I don't know whatever. Blah, blah, yeah. Blah. Um, and oh, she says that the, the book whole... is the book is done from her point of view, is written from her point of view. The mother, mother is, the is the narrator. It's really her story. So who do we think we need to go talk to again? He, so the unsub has to kill his mother. Who do we think his mother is? Bum bum. There he is. He's in her office. He picked up the book out of the trash. Mother. And he says, mother. And she's like, who? What the what fuck? <laughs> Dumb fade to black. Long fade to black. So it wasn't even like anti-technology this whole time. And this is Kenneth, so she was right. 
And she's like, Kenneth, did you do this? Did you kill Dr. Cook? And he's like, you read my manifesto. I thought some things seemed familiar. Um, And he says, I know why you wrote Empty Planet. I know what you've been trying to say. And she's like, what Um, are you talking about, Kenneth? Ken, I see. Ken was adopted and he Uh, thinks that she's his mom but she's not and he that she's been trying to tell him to tell him the story through this book because he's crazy and she's like kenneth this is a book that is a work of fiction (laughs) fiction isn't real i know he says the book is a gift sometimes we forget the difference between fiction and non-fiction as much as i loved harry potter and had the very real potential of falling into a delusion that i lived in harry potter world I never did. <laughs> Good for you. Mm, thank you. So he's saying that he um, found out that he was adopted late in life. Um, his mother died young. And then later in his life, his father needed a blood transfusion. And when he tried to donate, he realized they actually weren't related. Um, so he found out in kind of a traumatic way. And then he went back and tried to find his birth mother and found out that he was adopted in Youngstown, Ohio. Oh, and she then- is his mother. And that she... Oh, she's also from She's Youngstown. from Youngstown. And the art... He, she found... He found some article... About her. That said... That she, she had given up had a given baby, up a for, baby adoption. for adoption. And it was um, the inspiration for the book. So he's made some... Connections that are valid. Right. And she's like, that is true, but that's not the whole story. Also, so how much, I, want oh. her, I want her to just be like, I had a daughter. Yeah. I feel like that I was just gonna say I was like I vaguely remember her being like the baby I had was a girl oh she reaches for the phone he won't let her pick it up nope um and he asks her when she gave her baby up for adoption she's gonna say a year 26 years ago he says when was it 26 years ago in Youngstown Ohio um and he's looking at her like come on admit it all right the oh like the cops are like in the school they know he's there so um, he just pushed her over. Stuff's falling all over the place. They're getting close. Swat's on the approach. She, he is pulling He's her out of the her. hallway. Um, and here they come. One of them has a light on. Not all of them do. Yeah. It's like the lights are on. Turn your flashlight off. Yeah. Do we need that? Not necessary. Gideon's doing his hand signals. He's yep. wearing some tight jeans. <laughs> yeah. All right. So they're in the he lecture hall. He takes her hall. to a stage. I think that's the lecture hall. Yep. Because he's like, I sat right there and you never saw me. How could you not recognize me as your child? Um, and so she, he's like, the only way I could get you to see me was to like do this. And, and like, you, you see, see me, me, don't, don't you? you? This, this is, is our, our destiny. Destiny. Mm. And Ken, she, if now the baby I him. gave up was a girl. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. I spoiled that a little bit, guys. That's all right. And he like, and he's won't like, believe it. Uh, he's like shaking his head like really, really tiny. Wait, what? Shakes. He's so sweaty. <laughs> so sweaty. And he's like screaming at her that it's a lie. And she's like, I'm really sorry. I understand the pain that you're in, but, but like you're, you're not, not my, my son. son. And he cannot believe it. She's, she's like, like, I'll help you find your birth mother. Yep. And there here they come. And he's holding up his bomb. And Gideon's like, Allegro, like, don't wait. do it. And they come in from all doors all of doors. the auditorium. Because there's so many doors. Yeah, many exits. And so Hotch is like, hey, like, you've gone to great lengths not to hurt anybody intentionally. Like, let's keep that up, all right? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Let's not do this. You don't want to kill anyone. 
and Gideon's like, you can change the ending to the story. Like, it doesn't have to be like this, but there's a sniper the up sniper... in the balcony, and he has got a shot. And the professor is realizing about, what, that, like, what's going to happen. And... Do you think she's going to push him? She does! She pushes him out of the way! And she gets shot. Lady, what the fuck? She sacrificed herself. In the shoulder. Oh, it's in her shoulder. She's fine. She's and fine. Not like last week when Kelly, we didn't want her to be dead, <laughs> she but wasn't she fine. had to die. But Dr. So the Kent prof- couldn't the prof- die? Yeah, the professor is like, he's lost. Like, you can't blame him. Like, he needs help. And he just wants, he you, just wants, he to, just know wants to know who he, who is. he is. Yo, they and should Gideon, get together. Yeah, Gideon's like stroking Gideon's her face got some in a very intimate way. Like, Keep looking at me. Way more You're intimate than fine. for people who have met that day. Right. <laughs> Like, thumb to face is a very intimate. It is. I would never put my thumb on your face. (laughs) I would never put my thumb on your face. (laughs) I think the only person whose face I've ever put a thumb on is Cassie's. Yeah, it's like a very, that's like, like, husband and wife, wife and wife level I don't like picturing other people thumbing each other's faces. (laughs) It's too intimate. All right, so they're back on the plane, and JJ JJ's and, there again. Yeah, she's been MIA for the rest of this, but she's playing cards with Reed, and Morgan's listening to his headphones. There's probably music playing. Yeah, he's listening to his headphones. So she walked over. <laughs> she, okay. Morgan walks over to Gideon, and Gideon's writing in his journal with his little glasses. Mm. Frameless and, glasses. Yeah. Um, and what did he ask him? He was saying something about oh, being worried about him. He, oh, Morgan heard Morgan the part. Morgan knows that his papa's proud. Yeah, because he was like, it's not said, his real dad. Yeah, he said he heard the part where Gideon was like, a man that I greatly admire is putting his life on the line. And it's like, oh, yeah. Like, this is a major move forward for Gideon. Yeah. Because like, think about where he was at the beginning of all of this, where he, like, didn't think any of them were worthwhile. Right. He thought he was the only one that was important. Right. And now he's like, likes all of them and like cares about them right and he's he's like yeah i said it <laughs> let me yeah. put my glasses back on yeah, leave me alone i don't want to talk about it i said it i said it and i meant it <laughs> and morgan's like i know and that's how that ends that's how yep. men express emotions they sure do he just taps <laughs> a the tap table. on the table not a tap on the shoulder or anything like that nope just, like a just tap a on the table. tap 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 and back to his seat there he goes bye-bye bye-bye but you can tell he's like damn he loves me he really loves me (laughs) he just keeps looking at him from across the plane (laughs) and And smiles smiles to himself like oh man that old softy he's got a soul fade to black mark gordon fade to gordon fade to gordon well what an episode i uh, (laughs) i'm sorry i had to burp (laughs) Yeah, we should have put that disclaimer at the top that we're both drinking White Claws, so there's a possibility for a lot of burping. Yeah. Um, I'm indifferent to that episode. There's clearly a reason why I didn't really remember any of it, and I just don't really feel like it's it's just kind of somewhat floating in the middle there for me. Yeah. It's, again, one where I think it was decently thought out, but yeah. not well enough executed. Like, oh, see, I don't even know that I have that much thought about it. Like, I just feel like it just is what it is. I like, just think it's another scenario where we have this, like, interesting 
setup where it's bombs and it's this like secret organization and then it's all this guy's delusion right and then all of a sudden we find out he's adopted right it it turns out to be about something totally different than what you thought it was right which i guess is partially what makes it interesting it's also interesting to me they don't actually figure out who he is on their own that they, happens a lot. They only know who he is from figuring out who his last victim is. That happens, I feel like, more than you would think it does. Right. Because, like, I was reading, so, fun fact, when I have to go in and find a photo for the Instagram for the particular <laughs> episode, there are a lot of articles out there on the internet mm-hmm. about each episode and, like, people's opinions, and I read them sometimes, and a lot of them point that out, which is yeah. that, like, they either didn't figure it out at all, or <laughs> right. they figured it out too late, or they figured it out, like you said, which is just from, like, figuring like out. Luck. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. Not luck. Like, there was some figuring out to do there. And, like. But, as usual, it was all read. They pointed, like, one of them that I was reading about, North Mammon like pointed that out that like they didn't save the day like no, they didn't they didn't like, like the girls got released and came to them and they right. got there too late to save kelly and they it didn't was just need like, to be there at all yeah like they didn't achieve anything mm-hmm. and it's like damn they were an unnecessary part of that episode damn and i just feel like that happens more than you want it to right in this episode I think they were a little bit like they had a mild I function mean, they saved dr Brace. like they figured out who all the victims were right um like they were putting it together they were just like slightly one step behind right but they didn't figure out like the thing was is like she figured it out before they did because they were like we think he's one of your students like but you need to tell us which one it is because we don't know like who your students are and why i wonder why after she realized who it was she didn't call the police or she didn't call them to say, Well, because hey. she didn't get to confirm her suspicions. Because right. she called her TA to be like, hey, bring his right. papers up to me. I want to read it. But you're right. The fir- the second phone call should have been like, hey, I, have I an think idea. I have an idea. Can like, you I look have into a him? name, <laughs> at least. And then they could have right. been like, yes. That would have been more interesting. And then they could have figured out that he's adopted right. and drawn those conclusions. conclusions. And that would have made it, I think, a stronger episode for right. everyone involved. Right. Um, yeah. but sadly we didn't get that. No, they should have let us write it. They should have let us write it. <laughs> Even though at the time this premiered, I was 15 years old and an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not even 15. I think I just turned 14. Uh, I was writing on my MySpace page. Oh, yeah. And just living my life. Just living Just being life. like, wow, I'm really profound. I wrote a paragraph on MySpace. Yeah. 2006, I was a high school senior. You were a senior in high school? Yes, I graduated in 2007. So this is early. This is late 2006. I was like seventh grade. Yeah. You know. Well, just, I'm just a baby. Kel- little baby Kelsey was trying to get into college. <laughs> um, I just feel like this is just kind of a classic like middle of the season episode yeah. where it like doesn't really stand out. Like it's just kind of it's fine. But it's it- just treading water because we know we just lost Elle and right. we're about to get a new character. Yes. In, you'll hear her in the new year. Yeah. We're going to hear gonna her in, in the, 10 minutes. A couple minutes. But. Um, yeah. You're right. Because it is. It's just like we've the first part of this season had some bigger plot lines that it right. was pushing. This is just and like so a take a breath. A, yeah. This is like a between. Episode. And this happens a lot. Like after a character will leave the next yeah. episode, kind of a dud. Yeah. 
like there's or just some dud episodes there are later seasons where when they get to the point where they're going to start pulling a thread through the whole season mm-hmm. you'll have like a mid-season finale type deal where like something big will happen yeah and then you want it like it'll end on a on a like cliffhanger and right. you'll want it to pick up right away and get a resolution right. but instead it you'll doesn't. get one of these episodes mm-hmm. where it's just like mm-hmm. oh yeah like the unsub got away right. we haven't found him yet but Which we're looking I think, I think that's a real characteristic of this style of tell like it's not how we binge shows now where dramas right. are typically 10 episodes a season yeah it's more you get that story straight through you yeah. get your answers right away yeah and you get the cliffhanger for like a year before the next season comes out right but on this kind of show it's like keeping that sustained interest from september through may yeah um i will say this season does have one of those middle season storylines sure does it does one of my favorites actually yeah i like i like what we're gonna have in the in a new episode okay i like where it takes us I'll put it that way. <laughs> I don't know if we're thinking about the same one. I don't think we are. <laughs> I'm thinking about one that revolves around Gideon. Me too. Okay. I thought you were thinking about Reed. No. I'm thinking about the one with Gideon, and I like the way it resolves, because it results in something oh, that we've been waiting for. Yes. Yeah. Cassie just opened the door like she's going to leave. Where's she Cassie? going? She's going to go. She didn't take anything with her. She's going to go, um put a bomb take a bomb out of someone's car no we were expecting an amazon package i just realized (gasps) she's going to get it it's some this is unnecessary whatever jibber jabber Uh, anyway thanks for being here thanks for being here today um happy holidays guys happy holidays from all of us at the whatever you celebrate have a cozy evening put some hot chocolate in your mug yeah put some some criminal (laughs) well you can put hot chocolate and booze in your mug get some rum chata get whatever snacks you love any kind of like anything you just like cozy yummy food that you treat yourself to at this time of year get yourself some Put some chronomines on. Hang out with the people that you like the best. Or don't. If you prefer to just like yeah, have the some person time you like yourself, the best is yourself, whew, do that. Stay inside. Do that. And if you're one of those people that at the holidays you are forced into just like family on family on family on family, find some time just to listen, take for yourself. Yeah, just listen to our podcast yeah. for a little bit. Wow, Watch it's two packages. Ooh. Wow. I can't wait to open those. <laughs> um, and in the meantime, while we're away subscribe for us yeah go ahead and subscribe if you're someone who has just started listening to the show since we ended like i think we've got a lot of listeners around um the bonus episode after season one sure go back and listen to the early episodes and hear how far we've come yeah so far (laughs) um but you'll treasure us even more now it seems like a little thing but just hit that little subscribe button Go on ahead. whatever you listen to us on. As they say on the podcast cults, it really helps us out. It really, that's where I was going. <laughs> I was like taking a page out of Vanessa and Greg's book. Yeah. Really that's a recommendation. I think I want to start doing recommendations. Okay. Um, oh, okay. My recommendation this week is cults. Cults. It's a podcast that um, focuses listen. on cults. Listen, if... What you hate about our podcast is that it's <laughs> meandering and thoughtless. And, and not just, scripted and at not scripted all. not scripted whatsoever, then you will love cults. 100% scripted. It's very well researched. Very. That's facts on facts on facts. Yeah. Like, correct terminology to refer yes. to everything. Yes. Um, very important, like, Man's voice, woman's voice. Science, like, 
psychology. It's all it's, your greatest hits cults. You're going to hear yeah. about Heaven's Gate. You're going to hear about the Branch Davidians. Yeah. You're going to hear about uh, right now. I'm listening to one about the Oneida community, which eventually becomes the Oneida Silverware Company. That's fascinating. They supported incest. I just learned. So did Children I listen- of God. I just listened to the Children of God. Yeah, one. I was listening on my run this morning. Yeah. If cults are your thing, which, hey, if you watch Criminal Minds, there are cult episodes on Criminal Minds. So there if are. You're interested in that, and they're my, some of my favorites. And you want to hear about real life ones. Listen, Listen to cults. cults. Um, that's my recommendation. Kelsey, do you have anything? I know I sprung this on you right now. <laughs> in terms of podcasts? Just anything. <laughs> or just anything. Just anything. It could be the mac and cheese powder. I was just going to say, I recommend. I'm putting my stamp on cheese powder. <laughs> <laughs> and you haven't even had it yet. I haven't. But you I'm, don't know. I mean, I have. I've had Kraft macaroni and cheese. Well, I know yeah, how this yeah. goes. Um, if you don't know, I got it at Costco, so you can find it there. Yeah. It's by the other, um, shelf-stable cheeses. <laughs> you know how like nothing in Costco and- <laughs> isn't really organized. Like, there's no, no signage to tell you where to go. It's horrible. It's the most stressful part it's about on going pu- to Costco. That's on purpose. I know. Oh, Cassie just said it's in the pasta aisle? There's a pasta aisle? That's where the pasta is. Pasta! <laughs> With the pasta is. <laughs> Okay. No, it was not in the tomato sauce oh aisle. It was in the aisle next to it. I reached from behind to now get it. Now we're just listening to the McPargarita household argue about where the <laughs> cheese powder is in Costco. Where we were 24 hours ago. Um, yeah, that's where I put my stamp of approval. I mean, in terms of podcasts, I feel like I don't listen to as many as you do. Yeah. So you don't have to recommend a podcast. Yeah. Because I was gonna say I, I listen to three. To. I listen to three podcasts at this point. My favorite murder, last podcast on the left, and cults. <laughs> I listen to quite a few more, but yeah. I will save those recommendations for another time. Okay, sounds good. Um, yeah. So we've rambled on enough. We're approaching the over an hour mark. We're not approaching. We're past. We're past it. It's one hundred one. We're approaching. This is now our second longest episode that we've ever done. Um, North Mammon was over an hour. Was it? It was. Well, we had a lot to say. We did. <laughs> um yeah yeah yeah. sorry sorry it's all right um anyway like we said subscribe for us while we're on our break have some happy holidays eat as much as you want drink as much as you want don't feel bad about it have a great time we'll be back in 2020 (gasps) we'll see you then um but until then as they say when they catch the unsub it's it's over over. la 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 that's our holiday (laughs) outro music (laughs) 